Blog Talk Radio. Night Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Dee. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darlings. Bonsoir. It's a rainy night in Georgia. It's still raining? I don't know. Yep. It rained all day. Hey, well, I got some, I got some plants in the yard, so that's, I'm, I'm good with the rain. Well, I'd like to You're see You're going to start putting boots on like ducks. <laughs> All good. Yeah. All right. How you doing tonight, Kettle? Not too bad. How about yourself? I am functioning within normal parameters. Okay, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> yes. I am feeling How the hell right are you doing, right? Papa? How you doing, I'm Papa? I'm good. I'm, I'm not going to give you the bougie talk. I'm just, you know. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Okay, good. Good. All right, well, let's get it get it going. Let's get it going. Off to All the right. races. Yeah, let's get it going. What's on the rundown? Let's crank it up. Crank oh, we it got up. got a lot going on. Hot off the press. All right. You know, your boy 45, he's been busy, so. Oh, yeah. All right. Our hot topics for tonight are, unfortunately, a crying Honduran girl was not separated from her mother. Also, Antoine Rose police shooting sparked second night of protests. Also, white civil rights rally application approved for D.C. Are you serious? All right. Our hidden and quitted headlines. Trump props up grieving parents to defend immigration policy. Also, Uber driver watching hula when self-driving car struck pedestrian. Authorities expect to reunite 1,800 immigrant families by Sunday. Also, EU's retaliatory tariffs on U.S. products come into effect. And Chipotle rolls out a new non-burrito menu. Okay. Our weird news for the night. Woman says drinking dog's urine has health benefits. Okay. Also, rats. Breach ATM machine in India. Doctors remove a live worm crawling under woman's face. Oh, God. I don't even want to know that. I'm just saying with red wine, a message is a message. Living for the city with Papa Didi. Got a surprise for us tonight. My Hollywood wrap-up. The cocktail of the week is a good one. You guys are going to be surprised about that one. I'll kiss it list and the last word. Sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topics. You're in tune to the late night adult pajama party 
right here on Blog Talk Radio. This is a production of DC Homegrown Entertainment. To share your opinion with the Pajama Party crew, call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. If you'd rather just listen in, you can still call us and listen on your phone, or you can listen online by going to our website, www.apajamaparty.com, and clicking the Listen banner in the top right corner. So join the conversation and let us know what you think about tonight's topics or whatever is on your mind. Okay, who turned the lights off? Call us now. 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Hi, right, welcome back to Pajama Party. Good morning, host Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Duh. 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 Bonsoir. Duh. All right. Yeah. It's hot up in here. Hot. It's hot. Hot, hot, hot. What you guys sipping on tonight? Since I'm not in the studio, you guys got to behave till I get back. I've got the secret cocktail of the week. All right. Okay. What you sipping on, Papa? Some brown liquor? Nah. Okay. uh, I'm uh, still on the wagon. Okay. All right. Sorry. I guess we had to sip for the, for him, uh, Red Wine. <laughs> yeah. It's a three wheel wagon, but it's rolling. Okay. Okay. I heard that. Okay. All right. We're going right. to get into this hot topic. I got the first one. All right. All right. What you got? Um, the uh, picture everybody has seen on the on the front of Time magazine the little, the little girl and Donald Trump is peering over her. The crying Hadorian girl on the cover of Time was not separated from her mom, the father says. Everybody thinks, you know, that she was, so I don't know. They, you know, they didn't get the full story, apparently. The widely shared photo of the little girl crying as a U.S. Border Patrol agent patted down her mother became a symbol of the families pulled apart by the Trump administration's zero tolerance policy at the border. Um, but the girl's father told uh, Washington Post on Thursday night that his child and her mother were not separated. And a U.S. Customs and Border Protection spokesperson confirmed that, that she was not. Um, the revelations has prompted a round of media criticisms from the White House and other conservatives. So they're saying it's shameful that Democrats, I guess they say Dems, Democratic and the media, exported this picture. Um, of a little girl to push um, their agenda. Of course, the White House spokesperson, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, tweeted on Friday, she was not separated from her mom. The separation here is from the facts. Oh, really? So the heart-wrenching image captured by award-winning Getty Images um, photographer John Moore was spread across the front pages of the international newspapers. It was used to promote a Facebook fundraiser that has collected more than $18 million to help reunite separated families. Oh, really? Wow. And on Thursday, hours before the little girl's father spoke out, Time Magazine released its July 2nd cover, 
using the child's image without the mother in a photo illustration that shows her looking up at uh, President Trump, who was seen towering over her, you know, above. So, you know, uh, which reads, Welcome to America, the cover reads. Um, my thing is, uh, they should they should sue time for defamation. Now, first of all, they should have never used the little girl's picture. And second of all, didn't ask for permission to use it. Well, that's a good point. So, where do we go from here? <laughs> that is the question. That's a good question, of which I have yep. no answer. Yep. But, like a lot of people, but, um, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's a messy situation no matter how you slice it. But we have mm-hmm. a caller, so I'm going to go to the caller and see if they have an opinion on this, and then we'll uh, check in with Papa Didi, see what he has to say about it. Uh, okay. Let's see. Get this caller up online. Caller. You are live on the Pajama Party Show. Did you have a comment or a question? Caller, go right ahead. I guess they're not interested in talking. Uh, uh, uh. Hey, we just want to listen to the conversation. All right. So, Papa Didi, what do you think about this? They're saying that the little girl, that the picture we saw and everything, that that's not exactly what it was. Who's saying it's not exactly The girl's father. The little girl's father. The the migrant girl's father is saying that she had not been separated from her mother, that everything is fine. Well, so how much do you think it would cost for him to say whatever Trump wanted him to say or hmm. or what have you, you know? This man has no integrity. This man has no. Hey, how do you know the girl's father? I mean, like, who is he? Alejandro. 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 Well, that's and a good what, point. What does it take for? So, so you think he might have been paid to say that? Well, no, nah, he's not even paid. He was probably threatened to be deported. I mean, he, you know, people ain't got to pay nobody these days. I mean, now you just get some on their ass and you got them. I mean, I don't, I don't believe none of this. I mean, what, what's it stand to benefit? I think if everybody would just pay attention to what they're doing in life instead of everybody minding everybody else's business and everybody trying to get in everything. Everybody's trying to make money off of everything, Time Magazine, everything that pops up. Every national entity tries to make some kind of money some way, somehow. So everybody puts their neck in, but then on the back end of the truth, Nobody wants to really reveal what's really going on or really tell the truth. And then you got the ignorant people out there who will believe anything. You got the naysayers that don't believe anything. Then you got the middle intellectual people that are trying to figure out, like myself, what the hell is going on with it, with it all. You know, why is it all such an attention grabber when we should all just do the right thing from the beginning? And it's just going on and on and around and around. And, you know, you, you're taking, you're separating, you're doing barbaric stuff. But then once it's revealed how barbaric it is, now you're trying to back up and, and backslide, act like nobody knows, nobody. Between Trump and the lady who runs that Homeland Security thing, you know, all of them, they they tripping big time, you know? Oh, yeah. That woman's reputation has been so scarred. She's been so ousted. She ain't that strong. She's trying to act like she's strong. But she, she knows they got her. 
protesting at her house and all that. She don't like that. Nobody don't like that. Who, who wants anybody outside barking at their house or barking when you try and eat dinner? You know, she knows she's been affected by that. And everybody's holding on to Trump. Trump ain't nothing to hold on to. Hell, that's like holding on to a rusty-ass pipe. You know, Trump is not going to hmm. give you no satisfaction End up with dirty back Yeah, at the end, Hank, you know, supporting Trump. And then the girl Huckabee, every day she, she's on there talking, she looks like, you know, the big bad wolf or something. Who is she? You know, she looks uglier and uglier every day. You know, she's a brutal and brutal up there lying and being deceitful. I was going to say, I think all those lies are well, just changing she how just, she looks. Because she's just projecting and, and just showing all kind of false prophecies that has to do with nothing. She's a mess. You know, her eyeliner on her eyes are all a mess. You know, she's all piggly and, you know what I mean? <laughs> piggly. I mean, come on, she's a mess. She's a well, damn I, mess. I will say this, though. Whether that was the actual truth about that particular child being separated, it doesn't change the truth that hundreds of children, if not thousands, were in fact separated from their parents. So the image that they used, that Getty photographer used, and that time ended up picking it up from Getty, um, that image still represents the situation. The problem is that it didn't represent the truth for that particular child, according to her father. Yeah, well, time, you know, but a big-ass whore anyway trying to make money off of this. Well, gazillion. they pick it up from Getty. But there's a gazillion when you pick up, But I just wanted to go back to that. When what? you pick up an image from Getty Photography, what does that you do pay with? for the license or the whatever the fee is to use the photo, and then you use the photo. So you don't have to go and investigate and find out is this legit, was this true, or none of that. Getty is supposed to do all that. So when you get it from mm. Getty, it's supposed to be an actual factual source, you know, a safe source to use their photographs. Mm. You know, go get well, the Right. Let me just finish the article. It does say that the father, Dennis Hernandez, he recognized his daughter in the photo, and he also feared that she was separated from her mother. That's what he thought at first, and he told the Washington Post that. But he learned this week that his wife and daughter were not separated. Okay. So, these, so originally custom, he thought the same thing. Right. Right. But he found out that they were not. So, you know, is the man telling the truth? I mean, he, he knows he knows what his daughter looks like. So that's not the issue. Yeah. The issue is he just thought they were separated, and now they weren't. But I guess the photo is saying that she was and mama was not around and so on and so on. They painted a different right. picture, you know, and they mm-hmm. used this little girl. So she's like, quote, unquote, the poster child of, like you said earlier, the separation of the families, period. But um, right. it's, 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 to me, also what you said is more to it than what you're saying because this little girl does represent the people lives that have been separated. She right. may not per se have been, but p- other people have been separated, and if that's the most important fact. That's the fact, period. Simple as that. Exactly. And I think people are now getting caught up on all of, well, it wasn't her, it wasn't true. Okay, right. so right. time has already issued a retraction and corrected mm-hmm. it to, you know, update the thing. So they're not trying to just let right. it stay out there. Right. So. Mm-hmm. But why was time being such a hoe anyway from the door? 
with all the other stories going on in the world, you feel like you always got to poke your neck at the biggest thing for whatever reason when you only have enough factual stuff to sustain anything? What's the point of I that? Think, I think they went with, for one, they have deadlines far in advance because they were, this was on their, what, July 2nd cover? But don't you know the rules as far as photographing minors without just of a cause? But like I said, they what? got it from Getty. Getty is a trusted source. But trusted, so what, what does that have to do with Getty, what is, that what is, it? Was already vetted what does the trusted choice have to do with photo a minor without just of a cause? Well, how do you do that? I just said that. If Getty has the photo and you buy it from Getty, your your belief and your trust is that Getty did whatever necessary. Getty, to get Kodak, the to get the Polaroid, who cares what name the, is attached uh, permission to anything? In order to use so the what color. makes it so special? Because I don't get a meaning of a word from a damn Webster dictionary. I can't trust the meaning. Who cares about what Getty's reputation is? Well, I'm just what saying, that's what, they, that's what they are. If they don't have their rep, they have nothing. Okay, so they got into something that everybody wanted to be. They were everybody, wrong this time. Well, That's what it boils down well, to. Well, hold up. It's not about wrong this time. Everybody throws stuff out at the peak of popularity of something in order to gather the most money they can gather from that particular situation at that particular well, of time. Course. Right, yeah, but, but of course. Yeah, you can't say, of course, casual. you got to have your facts in order. If you want to be a replicable company to go forward, you can't just focus on that particular situation. Did with all you the say that the father originally the thought that the mother had been separated from their daughter? So now we're now when it comes to these foreigners, we're actually believing everything they say when it I'm comes to I'm just saying to, that they went with the Washington Post had interviewed the father. Isn't that what you said, Kevin? All right, well who cleared the father yes. to be able to Is the father an American citizen? I don't know. Okay, no. so we can just grab no. any refugee out of a bunch and make them a hero on Time Magazine. I'm not going to assume that someone is lying just because they're it's not. It's not about citizen. lying. I just think there's a lot of stories in the hood that can go in the front of Time Magazine that got some truth and some real evidence. Well, see, now you're talking editorial stuff. I'm not talking. I'm, this I'm was the hottest truth. story of the week. Right, but it ain't hot it's if the you. the immigration situation. But it's not so. hot if it's not truth. You but I'm saying they went things. with the facts they had at that time. Okay, by call you go by to press, you got a deadline. They put their July second. So they grab Alonzo Calano Papa Pato. They put their July and second put him on the paper. out this far in advance because that's how far in advance they go. Well, who cares if they're not if they don't have true facts? That's why they stuff. had to issue a retraction. Right, well, because well, this well, you, time they were wrong. Well, you cannot retract a fart once it comes out of your ass. It stinks. There's no way you can go in a room That's and say, let say, me go grab this part. That's why you say, excuse me, I'm sorry. All right, That's well, all you like can said, do. You can't take it a, back. A, a retraction means nothing. <laughs> it's a fart out of your ass, and it means nothing. <laughs> I guess we're going to keep it moving. Okay, okay. Because I don't agree with this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, let's keep it moving. I think, I, think, right. I think Washington Post is a hoe. I think Time Magazine's a hoe. I think they grabbed a foreigner out of nowhere. I think they, See, they got to focus on the picture is a thousand-word theory. Give me some truth, That's okay? That's true. Yeah, well, let's, well, let's just wait and see what happens. Let's just see how this They're unfolds. They're all hoes. Okay, all hoes. so you mad at the hoes. Every one of them are hoes for hoes. money. They just hoeing. They're mm-hmm. hoes for money. Okay, well, I got some truth right. for you. <laughs> okay. Antoine Rose is the uh, teenager that was shot and killed in uh, Pennsylvania, East Pittsburgh, actually. Uh, the people up there are protesting and saying that they're just sick and tired of being sick and tired, 
sick and tired of the teenagers and different people just being gunned down for no reason. So this week they've been protesting, shutting down the highways. They've they've been handling their business up there in East uh, Pittsburgh. So hundreds of protesters emerged uh, over the shooting of an unarmed black teen, 17-year-old Antoine Rose Jr., uh, this was two nights in a row, and I guess tonight, if they're out, this will be three nights in a row. They blocked the highway number 376, shut down portions of it for up to five hours earlier today, chanting, no justice, no peace, and say his name, Antoine Rose Jr. Uh, they were blocking the highways in both directions, and eventually the police ordered the demonstrators to basically get out of the way, or face arrest, and they only ended up arresting one person, and that was around 2.30 in the morning when they finally made one arrest. But what has happened is that now this young man was in a car that the police say they were looking for somebody that was involved in a drive-by shooting. They thought that it was his vehicle or the vehicle looked similar or something to this effect. He got out of the car he was in and ran. Now, this cop who shot him, Officer Michael Rosefeld, had been reportedly just sworn in hours before he shot this young man. So, now, they're saying that this is he's not a new officer. He was new to this division or to this precinct. Sounds like a rookie to me, but that's what they're telling us. But he was just recently sworn in, I mean, hours hours before he went and shot this young guy. So he goes to give chase. He chases Antoine, shoots him three times in the back, and Antoine died. So now people are saying they want justice for it. You know, because I I can't get around this question of why is it that black people seem to always have to get shot and killed but these people that blow up buildings and, and all these other things, like that guy that killed all those people in that church in South Carolina, how was he taken alive? How is it that everybody else seems to be, everyone non-black, seems to be taken alive, but black people always somehow end up dead? This is a problem. So his attorney is saying that, you know, even though they're saying that they found uh, some weapons in the car that he ran from, he was not armed when this guy shot him. So it wasn't that he was threatening anybody. He was running away from this officer who just uh, was sworn in hours before this happened. Sounds to me like the officer panicked or just didn't feel like chasing them. I, I don't know what went through his mind. And I don't see anything that says what happened to the officer. I don't know if he's on what they usually do, paid administrative leave. Um, they're saying that the officer was not wearing a body camera and his patrol car was not equipped with a dash cam, but video of him running and being shot was picked up from someone's cell phone. So when the police department and the county officials, et cetera, did not want to release any video, whoever had that cell phone video put it out there on Facebook. And that's the reason why people were able to see at least that part of the video in terms of what happened. 
So I guess people are going to just keep on marching. That seems to be what we do. They kill somebody else, and we march in the streets. They shoot somebody else, and we march in the streets. But nothing changes. Yeah. I don't know. When we're going to stop marching and do something about it, you're right. Yeah. Um, it just seems like when it's white on black crime, we march. But here in the DMV, we have black on black crime. Every day, at least average three a day. Anybody marching? Nope. No, nobody's so. marching. They just reported on the news. I don't know. What you think about this, Papa Diddy? Yeah, this this is very routine. You know, you you almost just wait around and you know it's going to be coming. It's just a matter of time before it always pops up. No matter what, every every four or five months. Just like a school shooting, you know, is going to pop up the same way with the situation that happened with the police with an unarmed black man. This is a routine situation. Nobody learns because the fear of the black man is imposed inside the white man's heart, and you just can't shake it because it's hereditarily passed down from his ancestors. And you know, and 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 our I don't I don't understand when it comes to our. Uh, why we run and what are we doing to to aggravate the situation by running you know what are we doing so wrong that we got to run or flee from a situation like the brother in South Carolina who was shot in the back the same way he's running because he's thinking it's a child support thing Mm -hmm. so therefore he's running from a situation you don't know you know you never want to confess anybody something that you don't know you never want to go to court you go to court for something go to court get a judge a chance to talk to tell you why they got you in there, why they got you in there. Some people confess to things in a courtroom. They're going for something else, and they say, well, I'm going to pay those other tickets also, you know, because they're so paranoid or something else. I mean, always try to find out what the consequences is. Hang around for a minute. But when you get out and run, and there's no justification, you're getting shot in the back while you're running. But during a hostile situation when everybody's all, you know, in the moment, you know, when when the whole situation goes on and, and everything is raw, everybody's really got some franticness within them at that moment. And, and getting out and running is not helping the situation. Just like when you run from a dog, you know, the dog going to take chase. And it's just, you know, there's no excuse for what happened at all. But, you know, what do we, he, that, that boy could have been running for all the wrong reasons, child support, uh, he knew he had a little gun in there, but he's trying to sneak away or run away. I mean, come on. You never went out run a bullet. You know, so sometimes, you know, hang around and see what the consequences of, of your actions. And if you if you didn't want to be in that situation in the beginning, when you got in that car at 12 noon, they had two guns in a glove box, and you joyriding with your friends, and you made a mistake from the beginning. You know, and once it escalated yeah, to a but situation, that's still, no, you know, I'm not. There's no, there's no excuse for okay. what happened, but we have to. That does not justify. No, but we yeah. right, not at all. But we also have to understand the beginning, of, of the wonders of our ways and and the areas that we walk in, and the choices that we're making. You know, and then we're gonna run away from something because we know we made a bad decision. We know you made that bad decision two hours ago when you got in that car. Especially if you know your mother didn't raise you like that. You shouldn't have been in that car from the beginning. But the problem is that people run for because of fear. 
because you're fearing and the unknown. Cop, right, and a cop because shoot, you don't know and a cop if this is going to be because of fear because right. you don't know black. But folks. I'm saying you don't know if this is going to be a gun happy cop. You don't know if he's going to treat you fairly or unfairly. You don't know what's going to happen. So they run out of fear because they're thinking, well, if I can just get away from him, I'm going to take a chance and I'll run away. I'm not threatening him, so there's no reason why I should get shot in the back of my head while I'm running away because I'm not doing anything to make him feel like I'm I'm threatening him. And I think people feel like I'm going to take a chance. I'd rather take a chance and run and hope I don't get caught than to take a chance and let them just, you know, start questioning me. And next thing I know, they're bashing me upside my head. Yeah, but take a chance and not make a bad decision from the beginning when you wake up in the morning. Well, I agree with that. But when I'm you saying wake up once in the you've morning, already passed that point of no return. I understand. Right. And now here that. you are, the sirens are going, and you're thinking, do I sit here and try to show in my ID that I forgot and left at home on the dresser? So now i got to try to explain they're not going to let me talk. I'm scared. Are they going to kill me right here? What's going to happen? I'm just going to run. And it's bad judgment, but I think that's what happens. People just feel like I'd rather take a chance. I'm going to run. But the one thing you have to understand, too, when it comes to a dead man, you can blame the world on a dead man. Oh, we found two guns. I mean, they got guns planted all over the place. When a cop goes out in the morning, when he puts on his uniform, he's got to throw away everything on him to, to throw away whatever evidence he may need for throwaway stuff. But while you laying there dead, they can put put everything in the world in your pocket. Well, that's true. All they right, let's everybody. let's take a survey. Yeah. Cattle, if you're caught in a situation, you know you're wrong, are you going to take a chance and run, or are you going to take a chance that the cops are going to treat you fairly? Mm. Ooh, boy. That's a 50-50. I don't know. I I'm going back to what Papa Didi said. The way you're raised is, you know, first of all, I don't want to put myself in that position. But if I am in that position, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm just going to either put my hands up, put my hands, um, you know, available so they can see it, and I'm just going to let them know. You know, please don't shoot me or whatever, and um, I'll just take my chances that way. After that, I'm just going to start praying. That's it. that's just me, but sometimes I think those those young folks they put themselves in those in those positions. They get there and then they want to do the opposite. They want to run. They want to badmouth the cop. They want to do X Y Z. And unfortunately, there's some negative consequences that comes with that. So if you, one, don't put yourself in that position. Two, don't forget your ID. Just be smart. That's all. Don't be, you know, a dumb criminal. Just be smart. Yeah, don't be stupid. Just be smart. You know, it's unfortunate that, you know, young folks can't go down down the street with the hood on. You know, people make judgment already. So just don't do it then. But that is the style or whatever it is these young folks are thinking. I don't, I don't know what's on their mind. But well, that's I wouldn't put myself in that position. Done, you know? Yeah, but it that's is. like that it campaign is. that says just say no to drugs. That doesn't mean people stop using them. <laughs> that's so true. I'm just saying, once you get past that point of, all right, I've already right. done whatever, 
Now right. I'm in a situation, true, I shouldn't have been in it, true, I shouldn't have done it, but now here I am. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, uh-huh. okay, do I run? Do I take a chance that they're not going to mm-hmm. knock me upside my head and I'm going to end up dead either way? A lot of people right. have said, look, they feel like you're going to be dead either way. They'd rather take a chance right. that I can run. Right. You know, they mm-hmm. feel like I'm not going to sit here and be a sitting duck for you to just walk up here and blow my brains out. I'm at least trying so to then, get away. So then, okay, what if they run? Are you going to turn yourself in later? Yeah, not you if I get, to get you going to, <laughs> See what I'm saying? You're going to run to get out of the situation. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah, cops. Uh, they don't have time. If I if I get yeah. away, I'm certainly mm-hmm. not going to then go down to the precinct tomorrow and say, yeah. you know what, this cop was chasing me last night because I did blah blah blah, and I would turn <laughs> myself in. No, right. I'm not going to yeah. do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So of course the problem is then you got to look over your shoulder for the rest of your life. So right. it's a bad situation right. either way. But right. all right, we'll get I'm, off of this one. Oh, go ahead, Kevin. Mm-hmm. No, I was just trying to figure out why did the guy run? I mean, did he? Did they say he had any, any warrants out, or he just feared the, the quote unquote white cop, or you know, why did he run? Well, did they say? Well, since they killed him, we don't know. I'm only guessing that he ran out of fear. I don't know. Right. Once that once that cop who just got sworn in hours before he shot and killed this young man, I, I can only guess that maybe he just felt like, I'm going to take a chance. Either way, it's a death sentence. So I'm going to take a chance and see if I can outrun him. Well, I mean, let me just say this. Hmm? I don't know. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Papa. Was he the only one in the car at the time? I, somebody else, was there another assailant with him at all? I did that? not read that, so I don't know. Okay. We'll have to look into it further. Mm-hmm. Well, let me just say this, that first of all, the cop just starting out and everything, to me personally, it has nothing to do with it. The cops, they are trained to unfortunately kill that's what, that's how they are trained them. So when something like this happens, of course, they always come back and say, oh, we need to retrain our officers to be more sensitive, yada, yada, yada. Why not do that in the beginning? Train them differently. They, they need to do a whole 180 as far as training the officers. I even thought of an idea. I said, right, I even thought of an idea. I said, why don't they carry tranquilizer guns? Just like they do with the animals sometimes, like if it's a lion, tigers, or bears or something, they use a tranquilizer gun. Mm -hmm. Why not just use a tranquilizer gun to slow the person down? Not bang, 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 shoot to kill, because they're going to shoot them in the heart. They're not going to shoot them in the arm or the leg or nothing like that to slow them down. They're shooting to kill, and that's how they train. So why not, you know, have a program in place that they use a um. Uh, one of those tranquilizer guns. So that's a good I mean, point. you know, I think that's if a great the DMV, idea. right? If if anybody out there in the DMV and the police department is listening, please pass this on to the police uh, commissioner or captain or whatever because they need to do something different. Because if not, people like this, kids, whoever, going to continue to get killed. Yeah, 
So that's my say. Okay. All right. I think that's a great idea. Tranquilizer darts. At least you don't die. You just fall asleep. Hmm. Interesting. All right. We're going to kick it back over to Papa Didi. You got one more for us, Papa Didi? On the hot topics. Um. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. You got a white civil rights rally. The application was approved for uh, D.C. Oh, boy. Anyway, a year after the uh, Unite the Right protest in Charlottesville, Virginia, which turned violent and uh, deadly, the National Park Service approved the same white nationalists to have a uh, two-day rally near the White House in Lafayette Park on August 11th and 12th. Okay. Mm. Jason Kessler, who organized last year's uh, Charlottesville protest, said that uh, this year's rally has a different goal and that to uh, to talk about the civil rights abuse that happened in Charlottesville, uh, Virginia, last year. So I guess they're worried about their civil rights. Abuse of what? Yeah, I just think that, uh, well, similar to the... Uh, the use of uh, Donald Trump after the uh, Charlotte's rally, Kessner said that Kessner said that the violence was the result of the counter protesters who were speaking against the uh, white nationalists. Mm-hmm. All right. Now Tracy Reed of Reed of Black Lives Matter DC disagrees with Kessner. Um, this whole situation too was another cat and mouse situation where if these guys put up a uh, put in for a protest. Uh, uh, application is approved, and then so be it. Let it be it. Be there. Why does the Black Lives Matter have to even show up at their event? Is what I don't understand. Why do you put yourself in a position if they're going to protest for certain certain hours? You can look at it on TV and see what's going on with it, and see the results of that, or how it affects that community of Washington D.C. and see how the neighborhood handles it. But I think that when Black Lives Matter and everybody else gets into it. It's almost like making a bad batch of fucking pancakes. You know, you can't keep stirring in a bunch of crap that ain't supposed to go in a, in a nice pancake. And this is what happens. Uh, people go out there to protest, and other people come, and other situations happen, and everybody's doing this and doing that, and it you know, blows up. You know, I mean, why do we always got to be there at a situation? I think we that's can, the point. It's almost like, do I want to go to watch the Super Bowl? Do I want to spend or take the risk of how much does it cost for a ticket to the Super Bowl? $10,000 to sit in those nosebleed section? Or can I sit home and watch it on TV and get an instant replay and everything else? You know, we have to understand, do we really want to go there and see that? Do we really want to waste time, man hours, and, and our life to go see a bunch of crazy people? Watch it on TV like everybody else and de-evaluate in there. Keep your Black Lives Matter people at home. Keep them safe. Keep them fortified to do rallies that mean something instead of going against these nationalist jokers already proved that they're really crazy that they'll unify on your ass that they'll crash your car up against you they'll do anything to to keep the reputation of their uh, families their great-grandfathers from the original trailer parks and everything else to maintain what they maintain as far as their particular history so just leave them alone you know and just just let them do what they do you always got to counter with them like that because it's dangerous. You want to put yourself in position, keep putting yourself in position. It's like anything else. Like we talked with the little boy, when you get in that car at 12 noon with your two friends 
that you know was damn hoodlums and your mother didn't raise you like that. You made this bad decision like that, period. So this young lady, um, what's her name, Tracy Reed, needs to reevaluate the kind of the the rallies you're going to show up at. You already seen what Charlottesville brought last year. Your history going to repeat itself? You're going to take your, your beautiful followers out there to be in that backdrop of that mess with them people? I mean, the Klan goes back further than you was born, Miss Reed. So I think you better watch yourself when it comes to them jokers. Them jokers is vicious. And they ain't wearing no sheets no more. They're wearing ties, and they're politicians, and they're everything. They can get you from the inside out, you know? So anyway, that's my take. Well, I respectfully disagree. All right, that's cool. I that's cool, but I, I ain't just feel it. Okay, that's well, cool. Go out there with Tracy then on uh, the, the, the I just feel August. like when people bring those types of messages, I feel like you have to have some level of opposition just to let them not feel the comfort level that you can come into the nation's capital unopposed and talk that crazy smack and feel like you're going to just spread your wings and do what you want to do and then walk away. I feel like you need to be opposed. You need to have people there. If I mean, they don't even have to be, uh, you know, violent. It shouldn't be any of that. But at least be there with some signs or something to show that we oppose what you stand for and what you represent. This is not about hate and division. We should all be on one accord. It shouldn't be about white power, black power. It should be about human power. Can we do that? Sorry, Let's man. get off of that. But, see, they want to promote this is white power only, we are the only true this and that. They come with that kind of message. Right, That's a message of hate it. and division. Let them come with it. So I'm saying I think they need to be opposed just so that they don't feel the freedom of we can spread and expand and do what we want. We came to the nation's capital that used to be called Chocolate City. You going to come in Chocolate City with this bull crap? I say they need to be opposed. Okay. Well, uh, well, let me let, let let me ask you a question, Rewind. What if a bunch of uh, blacks came in and said we want to have a rally and we want um, to uphold black power? I would say right on, brother, because the power balance in this country is not equal. So if black people are saying we need to have more power to assert our power in this country, as long as they're not saying black power only, I don't have a problem with it. Right, but I'm saying, saying what if they do and they, they, they want to have a rally and they say they want uh, black civil rights, just civil rights um, for blacks, and it's all black power. This is this is what we uphold it. What if somebody wanted a, 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 um a application or a rally, have a rally because of that? Then, then, but then that's what? what we've been trying to do for the last, what, how many years? It's the same message. I don't I don't hear anything different from the same civil rights message that black people in this country have been requesting and marching for and demanding and all of that. Now like I said, if they came into the park the park what is it the park division National Park Service and said we want to have a rally that says is black only, everybody else has to go, I would have a problem with it. Okay. But if they're saying black people need to be equal, need to have certain provisions, need to be treated fairly, that's all that the civil rights movement was built upon. So mm-hmm. if that's what the message is, then let's do the rally. Let's get the permit. 
As long as it's about inclusion, I'm for it. When people start excluding people, I'm against it. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I Okay. I think we should stay home and watch their asses on TV. I don't want to look at that stupid <laughs> mess. <laughs> Uh, at least see what's going on, huh, Papa? See what's, what what they up to, huh? They're vicious. I don't trust them. Oh, of course not. Yeah. I'm not going out there with them. I don't want to be in the same area they're in. When they yeah. got I don't even want to breathe out. that air. I will say that, Ooh. but I still think they should be opposed. But anyway, Ooh. we got to keep it moving. So let's take a quick break, regroup, and we're coming back, and we're going to hit them and quit them, y'all. Hit them and quit them. That's what we're going to do. Okay. We'll be right back. All right. On the Pajama Party Show. This is Beyonce. No. It's Friday night, so run and tell somebody that the Pajama Party is on right now, right here on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. Oh, yeah. This is how we do it. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1 to get in on the conversation, or you can join us online at www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner. So if you want to give a shout-out, wish a happy birthday, hear yourself on the radio, or get your 15 seconds of fame, you need to call us right now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. How often do you get a chance like this? Hey, we're only on till 10 p.m. Eastern, so get on the phone and call us right now. We're waiting to make you famous, even if it is just for tonight. Don't be shy. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1. I'm going to stop by the bar, but I'll meet you back at the show. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa D.D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Oh, what's all that? You got sound effects now? You got sound effects over here. Watch out now. Anywho. Watch out. See, you don't see what I see, but okay. All right, we're going to go to the hit and quit the headlines, and we're going to do our best to hit them and quit them. We're not going to dwell. Right, crew? We're going to hit them. And quit them. So I'm going to go first. Quit talk, about, talk about your boy, 45. Got to hit him one more time. Trump props up grieving parents to defend immigration policy. Amid the immense backlash that he's facing for separating immigrant children, he had a group of parents who have lost children at the hands of illegal people. He got these people up on stage at one of his rallies or whatever that was, had them up there holding large pictures of their lost, their child or their, you know, family member who had been killed by an illegal person, and he autographed all these big pictures. So now you've got a picture of your deceased loved one with this big old autograph of Trump. He's got them all up on the stage trying to justify this whole immigration situation by saying that these illegal people have killed people in this country and this is why we need to have 
a strong immigration policy. And this is such a bunch of crap. I'm so disappointed that these people allow themselves to be pimped this way. And and I have to say for Trump, that was such a bitch move to put those people up there like that, trying to sell your immigration program that's more full of holes than Swiss cheese. But he had those people up there talking about how uh, thousands of people have been killed in this country since 911 at the hands of illegals. And I'm saying, by how many people have been killed by American citizens? So what's your point? People kill people. That's what people do that don't have, you know, good upbringing or have re- whatever. But murder is murder. So why are you trying to make it look like, but the illegals, you know, look at all these, they, they killed people. They killed our citizens. Our citizens kill our citizens. So, again, I say, what's your point? So, anyway, he had them up there with these big pictures of their loved ones that have, you know, that are deceased. And and he keeps on saying stuff about 63,000 Americans have been killed by undocumented immigrants, but there is no proof of this number. No agency tracks this information. And you want to know where he got this number? He got it from Representative Steve King, who's a Republican from Iowa, who put it on his website or blog or something. And this is the same guy who recently promoted a neo-Nazi on Twitter. So this is who you want to quote? And you keep on regurgitating this false number that nobody can prove or verify? Dude, please, sit down. Get several chairs and sit down. That's all I'm saying on that. Over to you, Kel. What's next? You gonna keep it moving? Yeah, keep it moving. You sound, like, you, sound, you, sound, you sound like you're fed up. <laughs> okay. I am. I'm fed up and I'm disgusted, but I'm going to keep it moving. We said this is hit it okay. and quit it. I hit it all and right. I'm going to quit it. All I'm right. putting them on the kiss it list and I'm going to quit it. Okay. Uber driver watching Hula around the time her self-driving car fatally struck a pedestrian. Uh, Police in um, Tip, Arizona, say evidence shows the safety driver behind the wheel of a self-driving Uber was distracted and streaming a television show on her phone um, right up until the time that she had the fatal accident. Um, A 318-page report from the Tip uh, police department released last Thursday um, said that the driver Rafael Falquez repeated repeatedly looked down and not at the road, glancing up just a half second before the car hit Elaine Herbert's uh, 49, who was crossing the street um, at night. Wow. The police obtained um, records from Hula, the online service for streaming television shows and movies, which showed um, Vasquez's account was playing the television talent show, The Voice, the night of the crash, for about 42 minutes. Wow. Which was a coincidence with the uh, approximate time of the collision. It is not clear whether um, Vasquez will be charged and the police submitted their findings to the county prosecutor. Wow, that's crazy. But, uh, of course, Uber declined to comment. Uber didn't have anything to say. 
I mean, that's on the driver. That's not on the self-driving car that Uber puts out. That's not on, on the car. It's on the, the, the person that was driving. That's on him. Right. So. And what's her name? I'm going to add her to the kiss it list. Vasquez? Right. Vasquez. V-A-S-Q-U-E-Z. Okay. Uber driver watching Hulu. Right. That's mm. crazy. Yep. Did that yep. woman yep. die that she hit? That woman died, didn't she? Yes. It? Yes, she did. Yep, 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 yep. Mhm. So she won't be doing that no more. Let's see what's gonna happen. We might have to follow this one. Good grief! No fight. Hitting it and quitting it. All right, we're gonna quit that one. Over to you, Papa Diddy. What you got for us? Uh, let's see here. Authorities say they expect uh, to reunite the eighteen hundred families by Sunday. Mm-hmm. This stuff, so this the trickery of this is a mess. I agree. Anyway, um, El Paso, Texas, hundreds of children have been uh, reunited with their families. Uh, most have not. U.S. Customs and Border Protection informed CBS News Friday evening that they expect to reunite the remaining 1,800 families by Sunday. All right, President Trump has ordered. Authorities to stop separating families at the border. Something he ordered for it to be done. Now he's acting like, you know, why are we doing this? What happened? <laughs> okay, uh, at the border, the government is also um, trying to clear up uh, who gets prosecuted and who does not. You know, confusion, however, it's at the border crossing, what have you. Video captured a moment uh, four people tried to illegally cross into the. Uh, U.S. through a canal system in El Paso. Agents pulled them to safety. Uh, you know, they're doing a brief synopsis of what goes on the border. And this, this is, the, you know, border, border things happen at the border. But what what is happening is that I think his, his approach at the border, what he's doing with the people and things of this nature, you know, we, we have so many different ways things could have been done differently. But when you go in barbaric, you end up barbaric. And I think that's how all this happened the way it did. When you come in with arrogance, there's no way you can, there's no way things could be settled. I mean, if if your car gets towed away and you go to the tow place to pick up your car, you know, you really just, you, you got to be nice. You know, because the tow truck driver knows they got your vehicle and they're projecting a certain image in the tow truck place. So, therefore, if you want to get your car back, you got to be nice. You want to get it for $149 plus the tow charge the first day it was towed, you got to be nice. But if you go to that tow truck window to get your car and you got an attitude and they got an attitude, it's going to be a long day. So, when Trump goes in that whole situation with them kids being arrogant and, and separating people and just dropping an H bomb on that whole situation at the border, it turned into chaos. And now you order other people out there to separate the kids and they're not that organized, you know. But most of these kids, too, and you got to understand, too, when kids get taken away like that and they get put in a situation at night, they're not going home with them people that, that are assigned to keep track of them. They got to go to some type of foster care facility, you know. They got to sleep somewhere at night after they clean them up. You know, once they clean them up or they claim they did, they got foster children, they got foster parents waiting. You know, because when you foster parent, you get paid. That's a paid gig to to adopt and to foster. You know, that's all paid paid gigs out there. 
And now to round up the people like that to do that, now they're retracting and calling foster parents and telling them to bring them back. And it's just a mess, you know, and the kids are going through different environments. And, and also these kids aren't robots. You know, these, these situations are going to affect them for the rest of their life. This little trauma tale is going to be a space in their life that's going to always, we all remember things in our life. You know, when you fell off your first bike ride, you know, they're no different. Just because they're labeled as refugees, it doesn't mean they're not God's children. You know, children are children, no matter what they do, where they come from. We live as a child, as an unconscious mind, as we grow up in life. We don't. We don't live as children knowing we're a refugee child and we're different from an American child. That's crap. Children are children, believe me. So right now it's uh, it's a black eye on the administration big time, in my opinion, and I think that uh, it needs to see, you need to take the lesson from this because God don't like ugly, and God has steered Donald Trump into an ugly mood to show him now to look in the mirror, man, because you're doing stuff that has to do. You didn't want your children to go through that. And you the one out there baking maybe with your little sperm-making machine, you know? Hmm. You don't put enough babies out there in society. You know, your your baby, your, your child with uh, Marla Maples and the other one with your wife and the other one with, with somebody else and, and you know, with your own children. None of them, you had spoon-fed children. They never went through any of that. So how do you arbitrarily just dog other people's children that were unfortunate and that wasn't born with the Trump name? So very interesting. So, anyway, we'll okay. see what happens with that. Yeah. I'll, I'm waiting to see if they really reunite them Sunday like they said they would. Yeah, they would. They know where they are, you know, but they got to get Yeah, that's what they say. To the foster parents. I'll believe that when I see it. All right. We're going to quit it and hit the next one. I've got the European Union has officially imposed tariffs today on the United States because of Trump's tariff on steel and aluminum. So now they're clapping back, and they said starting today, they are imposing tariffs on $3.4 billion worth of American imports, and these imports include steel products, clothing, uh, including jeans, leather goods, bed linen, stuff like that, uh, cosmetics such as lipstick and eye makeup, motorbikes and mopeds, uh, products like rice, corn, cranberries, orange juice, peanut butter, bourbon, whiskey, cigarettes, cigars, and various types of tobacco. And the European Commission President, Jean-Claude Juncker, or Juncker, I don't know how he pronounces it, uh, said Thursday, yesterday, that this decision goes against all logic and history, and our response must be clear and measured. We will do what we have to do to rebalance and safeguard alternatives on the market. And he doesn't want to do anything to hurt the consumers, but they're going to do what they have to do. So because of Trump's tariff on steel and aluminum that hit them, they're saying, okay, you want to play tariffs? Let's play tariffs. So now all those imports, are when they go uh, come in, we're, the United States is going to have to pay more pay these extra taxes and stuff in order to get these products. So I don't know how this is going to all turn out, but I have a feeling we're going to be the ones, the consumers and the people who live here, are going to have to pay the price while they have a pissing match. But that's how they do us. So uh, let's see. Kettle, you got the last story. What you got? (laughs) 
Y'all truly hitting it and quitting it. Well, if you guys out there that are listening. We're going to hit them and quit. Okay. Okay. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments out there tonight, at least let them call in and, and join in the conversation. 914-803-4306. And press, and press one. 1 to get in the queue. There you go, to get in the queue. All right. Okay. Maybe everybody just want to sit back and relax and listen tonight. All right. Yeah, they cuddled up uh, with the blankets. Is that what it is? Okay. Well, we we gonna get on your 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 line. Chipotle will roll out a new non burrito menu for a fast Uh-oh. food chain known known for its burritos. Chipotle Mexican Grill sure is branching out. The company announced five new menu items today: quesadillas, nachos, Mexican chocolate milkshake, avocado tostados, and a salad with avocado citrus dressing. Ooh, sounds good. I'll take one. So, uh-huh. We wanted something snacky. Test Kitchen um, Chef Chad Bras explained during the menu unveiling on Thursday at the company's New York Test Kitchen. So more snack items doesn't just expand the chain's offerings. It means more potential spending on additional items at off-peak hours. So in other words, customers are not craving an an arm-sized burrito would be more likely to pop in for some chips and a side salad or may um, add a a tostado to their burrito order. So, I mean, that sounds like cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And uh, it goes on to say the chain continues on the path of serious image um, rehab following a string of foodborne illnesses incidents in the recent years, including the E. Um, coli outbreak in 2015. So Chipotle also announced another new offering last month, drive through windows, which are now open at several locations across the country. Yep, yep, yep. They got a drive through Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. I've been saying they should do that for a long time. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep, yep, yep. But check this out. Also in April, the Chipotle billionaire investor Bill Ackman hinted at a menu expansion as one way for the decade-old chain to be innovative, though breakfast burritos were perhaps a more expected addition than a salad. So who knows? Breakfast may be coming next. So. Now, I can pass on that because I'm not going up there in the morning, but that, that dressing <laughs> and that salad sounds like a winner. All right, man. Winning, winning, chicken dinner. There you <laughs> Burrito go. dinner. <laughs> All yep. right. Win, win. Hit it and quit it headlines on the Pajama Party Show. We are going to take a very quick break, and we're coming back with Papa Didi. And what's popping? Don't you dare move. Be right hey, back. This is Redwine. Just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it. PJs only. No clothes allowed. Hey everyone, are you talking about the pajama party? Where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about Dee Dee? I know you guys aren't doing this spot without me. Carol with the pajama Talk. Did you tell everybody that um, they can reach us at apajamaparty.com or call us live, 914-803-4306. Check us out on Twitter, and don't forget to kiss us. Okay, now is the time for me to sing. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. We don't have to have all that. Oh, she could sing. Oh. Let's get back to the show. 
is Mr. L.O. It's Friday night and you're listening to the Pajama Party Show. Stay tuned for the cocktail of the week coming up later. We got a good one for you. And you can go to apajamaparty.com for the previous cocktails of the week. Just in case you missed one. Stay right there. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party Morning. Who's Papa D? I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Whoop, whoop. And this is the Pajama Party for Friday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, hey. 8 o'clock Central Time. Hey. Ho. 7 o'clock Mountain hey. Time. 6 o'clock on the West Coast. Hip hop hooray. 9.15 CP Time. Anyway, uh, my segment is called What's Poppin'. And what I'm going to talk about tonight and what's poppin' is... Uh, this recent uh, shooting of the gentleman uh, in the back, um, and I'm going I'm to be objective on this particular situation because uh, this actually was the same situation that went on in uh, South Carolina. It was Antoine Rose. First of all, condolences to uh, to his family of an untimely. Uh, death of him, I'm sure, up-and-coming brother that had a very untimely situation happen in his life, which is very unnecessary. Um, you know, the sad part about all this is uh, when we wake up in the morning and we don't realize our destiny, which whether it be the cop or the assailant, but the one thing we have to do as the assailant as a black assailant, as a young black assailant, is we have to, like I said earlier, we have to be aware of the choices that we make first thing in the morning when we decide to do whatever we do. And we need to know and talk to uh, our, our our parents or mentors or guardians about what to do because this is a routine thing that's been going on for years. You know, it's not it's nothing new. You know, sometimes it'll blindside us when it comes to somebody like a... George Zimmerman, you know, with a Trayvon Martin situation where a knucklehead comes out of nowhere acting like he's protecting the, uh, an apartment complex when he's probably sitting in the car drinking and a young, innocent black man come along, you look at him and you already justified him as a criminal and you're chasing him. At this point, there's nothing we could do in that situation because we're already a marked man, almost like a, a person hunting a deer in a, in a forest, you know, with a rifle, all the deer could do. It, it just use his bodily shape and run like he needs to run. This is why beer, this is why deers are so in shape because that's all they do is run from the unknown element in in the uh, in the woods. Um, getting back to when we wake up in the morning, I think a lot of our young people need to understand that the the crowd we keep, the things we do, the dark holes we go in. The ventures that we go on, even though we're following our peers, we always have to remember what our parents told us or what our conscience tells us. Whether or not we want to get in that car with three other guys on a Saturday night, we don't really have a destination. We just joyriding. You know, it's sad that as black people we really can't make those kind of moves because that's so, the consequences are so against, you know, four guys in a car at night. You know, it's just it's just the consequences stacked against us in every way. 
you know, when cops stop you, he, he already got his mind made up that you that y'all are four criminals and you don't have to be. You could be just going to the movies, but it's just it's just the way it is. I mean, if you do find yourself in that position and you ain't doing nothing wrong, then you handle it accordingly. When you when the cops stop you, you give them the things they need: license, registration, proof of insurance, and what have you. You know, tell the guy in the back, sit in the back, don't be a smart ass. Don't say nothing stupid. Don't say nothing stupid. Don't say nothing crazy. You know, don't don't act the fool. Don't act like you're trying to be, you know, like you're trying to be smart, like you're trying to be the outcast of the situation. There's no time for that. Because that, that finger on that trigger is very close to the guy in the back left-hand corner talking smack in the back of the car when you're the driver trying to give the license registration and proof of insurance and George back in the back is just being a jerk off and saying all kind of stuff from the back left-hand corner of the car. These are things that reciprocate the situation of a, of a white cop that's already unfamiliar with black people and waiting for somebody to make a wrong move and have a reason to do things. So if you get stopped, show your credentials, keep it moving or what have you. Another situation is a running move. You know, once you're in a situation of something, whatever you did or whatever you happened, if a cop pulls up and you get caught red-handed, once you start to run, everybody's startled. Everybody is all, all all out of whack at this point. Anxiety is rising. You know, nobody knows what's going on, but all of a sudden you're making the breakaway. And, you know, either the guy, and this is not TV. This isn't Starcy or Hutch. This isn't uh an old police story, you know, this isn't um, where a cop's going to chase you and tackle you like they do in the movie. No, they're not going to do that. Half these cops is overweight. They see you running like that, and if on the radio they've been talking about something, they feel like there's a, a justification in this situation or this situation here. This guy got shot in the back, and there's no excuse for why that went down. But like in South Carolina, the guy was in a situation with a car, that I don't know if it was properly registered, but then he got out and ran because he's worrying about child support. He thought the cop was going to run him up on a child support thing. He was going to go to jail. So he's running for all the wrong reasons. Then the cop just pulled out his gun and shot the guy in the back. He's running. We all saw the South Carolina story. But when you got a, a child support thing on your mind, that when you got pulled over for something, how do you know the cop was even going to ask you about the child support? But when you start the running game like that, you put the anxiety in the police officer, and all he can do is react to what it is he don't. If he don't know black people from the beginning, he just look at you like you know, like you. He's the hunter, you know. You're the prey, and this is just how it's played on, and this is how it happens. So, I'm just saying and wrapping up. Look, we just we gotta be cool. We got we gotta make the right decisions from the beginning when we wake up in the morning. Going back to waking up in the morning when we go get with our boys at high noon. And we, we got to keep our eyes wide open on our family, what we got going on in our life, our responsibilities. And when somebody suggests some dumb shit, you know, turn around and don't do it. If a jerker want to get in the car and just ride around, or if your crazy-ass friend, you know, been crazy since he was nine years old, when decided he wanted to go in there and rob some damn mini store, some mini market or what have you, you know, we got to feed that boy with a long-handled spoon because he, if he's a lifetime criminal just walking the street wanting you to accompany him when he go to do his bullshit in the store, he want to go ahead and snatch that Casey cake and three-pack of cigarettes on the way out. You don't need to be hanging with that guy. You know, so just think about yourself with the choices you make because the younger generation, boy, y'all mark men. 
Y'all are marked men from the minute you wake up to the time you go to sleep. So watch yourself. You got any questions or comments on the pajama party? You're already on the line. You can press one and put in the queue, and you can uh, voice your opinion on the stories and uh, things of that nature. Uh, we're going to move right along with the uh, weird news. Oh, okay. We're going to keep it going? Or yeah, let's, 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 let's keep, keep it going. going. Okay. Keep it going. Unless people have any comments on uh, the situations, the recent situations going on. You know, we see him lose a young black man every three or four months. Hmm, doesn't take that long. Schools get seen. Yeah. Schools seem to get shot up every two or three months. So the things that happen on, happen on a routine basis. So tell a friend to watch a friend, you know. and uh, Yeah, watch it, sir. Yeah, definitely. Take it fast, but watch. I know that's right. right. Well, right. we're gonna lighten it up. Yeah, let's lighten it up on some weird news out there. All right, lighten it up. Okay, let's go to the weird news. Uh, who's up first? You. Oh shoot. Okay. Oh gosh, this is like the gross weird news tonight. All of these are kind of icky. But I've got a woman who says drinking her dog's urine has cleared up her acne. It says beauty is something that we go to great lengths to achieve, but would you go as far as drinking dog urine? That's what blogger Lynn Liu from America, I don't know what state she's in, has done, saying that it cleared up her acne and has given her a glow. In a video where she details her theory for why this works for her, she says, many of you have asked me why I always look so good and how my makeup always looks so perfect and why I have this natural glow. Well, I'm happy to share the beauty secret. And then on the video, she collects a cup full of urine from her dog and drinks it. Ew. After seeming to finish the cup, she continues... Until I drank my dog's pee, I was depressed and sad, and I had bad acne. She then offers some questionable facts about dog urine properties, saying it has vitamin A and E and 10 grams of calcium, and it's proven to help cure cancer. Is she crazy? Anyway, it says, while urotherapy was used and practiced in ancient China, Rome, and Greece, and also Egypt, it is not a practice that health experts endorse. Today, And not only are there no studies that have any evidence proving any of the stuff she said was true, they say that they can't determine any health benefits from dog urine. And a consultant from um, BMI Hospital in Birmingham said that the only time it's medically recommended to ingest urine is if you're stranded without food and water for many, many, many days. So whether it's your own or your dog's, it's best to keep urine off of your menu. Gross. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, she sounds full of crap to me. I don't know. That's crazy. She's a blogger, so she probably sitting there. She probably weighs about four hundred pounds, and just sitting there. And now just I saw a picture of her. Story. She's a pretty blonde woman, but I can't believe that's what she's really drinking. That's crazy. She's special as hell. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, No, thank you. 
Mm-hmm. No, thank you. She sounds. Her story actually sounds like our bull semen commercial. <laughs> Doesn't have a lot of similarities. <laughs> oh, well, 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 well. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to put her on the kissing list. Right. All right, who's uh-huh. up next? Let's keep the nasty weird news going. I think All right. Uh-huh. I'm up next. Yes, you are. All right. Okay. You go ahead, Baba. Let me oh, find my crazy ahead. weird news. Okay, yeah, anyway, yeah, doctor go moves ahead. A live, <laughs> a doctor moves a live worm crawling under a woman's face. Okay, yeah. this is a, a Russian uh, woman. A uh, bug by a strange lump on her face uh, was even more shocked to discover uh, it was caused by a large worm. According to the New England Journal of Medicine, a 32-year-old woman. First, uh, what is that? Uh, you okay, Kettle, over there? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I thought she fell According to the New England Journal of Medicine, a 32-year-old woman first noticed a strange uh, nodule below her left eye that Ew. later moved about around her eye and then down her upper lip. She told doctors that the nodule appears that appeared to be moving after she uh, had uh, visited a uh, revival area outside Moscow where she was uh, bitten repeated times by mosquitoes. Mm. So the nodule caused occasional itching and burning. But she said had no uh, no other symptoms. So the doctor quickly identified the suspect, a long um, uh, paralysis type round uh, worm oh, called God. it the defopular, which uh, he re- he went inside an opening that was made by the mosquito. The mosquito bitter left a small opening. The worm got inside it. And uh, just crawled all around her little membrane area and just was, it wasn't eating anything that the doctor said. And uh, he was able to remove it out for the damage. But uh, he was saying also how the mosquito was able to open up the, uh, whenever a mosquito bites you, your your wound is open for like maybe 10 minutes where you can be susceptible to anything to crawl up in you, anything microscopic in the summertime. So if, if you're sitting at a concert or what have you, if you get bit by a mosquito, you may mm. want to cover it up quickly before something else crawls up inside of it. Ooh, gross. It is weird news. Go ahead, Kettle. Let's get off okay. that. Nasty. Well, I, I, I might get grosser than that. Um, now this is a funny one. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this one. A rat breaches bank ATM in India. The rat eats $18,000 worth of cash. A rat? A rat? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, Guwahati, India. When bank technicians in India were financially summoned to investigate why an ATM had not been working for days, they began to smell a rat, literally. What they found mm. inside the ATM was almost $18,000 worth of shredded Indian rupee notes and one dead rodent that had someone eluded the machine security camera for its next and last meal. A state, a state wow. bank of India official said on Thursday, the ATM was out of order for a few days, and when um, our technicians opened the kiosk, we were shocked to find shredded notes and a dead rat. Mm. 
So the SBI is India's largest bank with more than 50,000 ATM machines spread across the country. Most of the ATMs in India have a closed-circuit camera installed uh, for enhanced security. But an inspection of the camera footage at the ATM turned up no rat eating it, uh, Shrama said. This was in uh, Tinsukia. So of the 2.9 million rupees, which is their money, in the ATM, 1.7 million rupees were recovered intact. So this was somewhere else that they didn't eat um, that particular uh, money. But um, banknotes worth 1.2 million rupees were destroyed. This was at another bank. And the uh, photographs taken by a local reporter and uh, have reviewed um, after the ATMs were opened showed fragments of gray and purple colored notes of 500 to 2,000 rupee denomination. I think that's a lot of money. 1.2 rupees is $17,000 um, uh, U.S. dollars, but it, that's still a lot of money. That's well, that crazy. was an expensive rent. Yes, it was. Um, and hopefully they rectified the issue. I mean, they might have to put some steel wool and some holes or whatever. I'm like, wow, it's, it's crazy. I've never heard anything like that. That's just crazy. Well, what are the holes going to do? The hose? You said put some steel wool in the hose. How's that going to help? Yeah. No, I said if there are holes in the ATM machine, they're getting in there somehow. How are they getting in there? Oh, you uh, said gotta holes. Be some holes. I something. thought you said hose. I said, wait a minute. Oh, what is that okay, okay, special. Uh-uh, uh-uh, you no, cut I, off. I, I follow you there. <laughs> Okay, all right, special. No, the hoes are going to oversee the machines at night. Oh, okay. Why they, they out the walk the Oh, street. Lord. Anyway. Hey, that so might anyway. be a solution. All right, so shall we keep it moving? Oh, well, I'm, I'm well, ready. You know, we should run that bull semen commercial to show the similarities on uh, the young lady that claimed that... Uh, that she if was drinking, drinking her urine. urine. Yeah, I think she. We need to find her and sue her ass because I think that she listens to our show, and I think that she stole our commercial. You think so? Yeah, you didn't hear all the similarities. Yeah, it was kind of reminiscent. We'll take a break and we'll um, run that uh, bull semen and uh, check out how the. Uh, Oh, girl, took our magic. Uh-oh. I think you better get an attorney on the line just in case. But if we can't find it, we'll uh, just go to break and... Uh, no, we'll find it. Come right back. Trying to get the team to find it. I don't know if they can locate it tonight. All right, don't worry about it. Okay. Well, we want to still take a break? Let's take a break. Does your gray hair make you look much older than you really are? Do Boy Scouts try to help you cross the street? Don't waste your time with messy hair colors that won't last. Wigs will just make your hair sweat. What you need is a permanent solution. You need Gray Be Gone. Gray Be Gone burns your gray hairs right down to the root. 
No more coloring with Gravy Gone. Simply apply Gravy Gone with the heat-protected gloves to your entire scalp. When you feel the burning, the gray hairs are being fried right on your head. After the procedure, just stick your head in a bucket of ice water to cool the burning, and just like that, no more gray hairs. You might have bald spots and burns where the gray used to be, but that's a whole different problem. Gravy Gone will solve your gray hair problem once and for all. Gravy Gone. Get yours today and make that gray go away. Girl, what are you using on your skin? And your hair looks so thick and beautiful. I've got a secret. I know you're going to share it with your girl. Well, just between you and me, I found a new product that makes my skin glow and my hair fabulous, too. It's bull semen. No bull. Stop playing. For real. Bull semen gives me this glow and keeps my skin nice and soft and feeling good. Where in the world did you get bull semen? From a bull, of course. But only my distributor knows for sure. I can hook you up. Check it out. Bull semen is great for your hair, nails, skin, and everywhere else where it doesn't feel right. Just warm the tube of bull semen. Put on some Barry White music. Massage the tube using slow circular motions. And when the semen comes out of the tube, put some in your hair, on your nails, on your skin, and wherever you want. Before you know it, you'll be glowing. Your hair will be growing, and your friends will want to be knowing. I'm ordering my tube of bull semen today. Order two. I'm almost out. Bull semen. Do not use internally, or pregnancy could occur. And we're not responsible for that. Order yours today. And that's no bull. Now, welcome back to the Pajama Party. Like we said, a lady said she was drinking her uh, dog, yeah. dog urine. She said her skin was glowing, like I said. It sounds like she stole our bull semen commercial. But anyway, we're going to investigate that. Okay. Anyway, back to the Pajama Party. I'm wondering who's Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Thumbs fly, darling. Every Friday night at 9 o'clock, we get it in. We're kind of light tonight, but we usually be going some crazy topics, and uh, we talk about everything, the rules that there's no rules. We get it in. If you want to, uh, if you're talking to us online, you got a comment, press 1, you'll be put into the queue. You can speak your mind on what's going on if you got the heart to talk. If you want to rebuttal what we're saying, we ain't scared of you. Like Bernie Mac, we ain't scared of you, MFers, Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. Uh, we're going to go into... Um, a segment of uh, red wine uh, called uh, I'm Just Saying. You ready uh, to go there, red wine? Oh, I'm always ready. I heard that. So I anyway, was born without, ready. Without further moi. Without further ado, moi. Moi. Okay, so tonight, I'm just saying a message is a message. That's my topic. A message is a message. Now, let's talk about Melania Trump. Oh. I don't usually mess with her because she usually doesn't do anything, but I got to call her out. America's current first lady was in hot water this week because she chose to wear a jacket with bold letters on the back that read, I really don't care, do you? Now, this usually wouldn't matter, but she chose to wear this when she flew down to an immigrant detention center to see how the children were doing and how they were being cared for, see it with their own eyes, right? But I'm just saying, if you cared enough 
to go down there and see the work of your husband's evil little hands, oh, pardon me, miniature hands, why would you wear a jacket that says you really don't care? That just created a, a, creates a bad signal or message. I mean, it's a message. It was big white letters that looked like it was painted on an army jacket. So imagine big white letters on an army green jacket that say on the back, I don't care, do you? Why would you wear that to go down there because you allegedly care to go check on these children? Now, her spokeswoman put out a statement saying, the media is making something out of nothing. It's just a jacket. There's no hidden message. But I am saying a message is a message. People wear message clothing because they want to communicate a message. You know, when you put on a T-shirt that says, number one, top dog, whatever, whatever, it's a message. You wear it because it's something you want to say or it's how you feel, or whatever. It's an expression of something that means something to you. Otherwise, why are you wearing it? Now, either Melania Trump is tone deaf to the situation and the plight of those migrant children and parents, or this was her way to flip all of them off. I don't know which. But I am saying a message is a message. If you don't stand by the messages that you wear, why wear them? Is it because she thought it was just cute or she thought it was cool? That's fine for when you're home. But when she steps out, she is representing the United States of America. Now, when I think back, I remember when Michelle Obama wore a sleeveless dress for the first time. People lost their minds. They were like, oh, my God, she's got a sleeveless dress. Her arms are out. Look at her arms. Look at those guns. People tripped out. Lost their mind. And then when President Obama put on that tan-colored suit, they lost their minds again because he normally would wear dark-colored suits. But these Trump-loving idiots are saying, Melania's jacket is just a jacket. There's no hidden message. I'm not buying it at all. If I went to work wearing a shirt that said, screw you, I would be sent home immediately, if not fired. So don't tell me that a message on your clothing doesn't mean anything. Then her less than brilliant husband, your boy, Trump, gets on Twitter and contradicts her spokeswoman, saying that, well, it really was a hidden message. But he says it was a message directed to the fake media because Melania now knows how much they lie, and she was sending a message to them. And again, I say bull semen. If she wanted to reach or get a message to the so-called fake media, then why wouldn't you wear your jacket at a press conference where they could all see it, if that's who you were trying to reach? Why would you go visit the children and families that are in turmoil, fearing that they may not even be reunited with their kids, with a shirt or jacket, rather, that says, I don't care? That doesn't even add up. Even if you can't add, you could add that up and realize it doesn't add up. It was insensitive and it was inappropriate, in my opinion. I'm just saying a message is a message. It's only hidden if people don't know what it means. But this message was not ambiguous by any stretch. It was plain and clear as the white paint on the back of that jacket. I just wish they stopped with all these distractions and focus on the real issue, which is whether or not Trump has done enough to get impeached 
or done enough to get locked up. That's the real issue. All this other stuff is distraction. With all these tweets and about the so-called hidden message and all this stuff, we're losing focus. We need to get back on track. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, don't be fooled. A message is a message. And her message was received loud and clear. That's all I'm saying about her and her jacket. Crazy mess. Hmm. All right, Red Wine. That was a good one. Yeah. Interesting. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm really I'm on the fence too on why a woman of her statue. The one thing I do respect about her is that she wears fabulous clothes. You know, she dresses. She normally does. Her hair is always nice. She looks good. Who persuaded her to put on a a jacket that has some some old some old ghetto print? The print wasn't even uh, of any kind of. It looked like a paintbrush. It was like a paintbrush. It didn't make sense because the way. The way her 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 body is petite, the way she wore her jacket was so uh, trim line that you couldn't really read it, you know. But why why was that even a talk about the face of character? Why did she even agree to wear that when she's such a sophisticated woman in her own right? I don't understand how she just got boggled up into that whole ghetto fabulous mode there for a minute and went along with the get along with the okie do. She got okie doked. And now it just looked like a jacket. I couldn't even read one letter on there because she's a, uh, she's a small lady, and the le- the jacket having the sleeves in it didn't allow you to actually read it. So therefore, everything was all bunched up. You wanted to make a statement, you should have put on a damn T-shirt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And let people read it as you come at them, or or something like that. But but it then was, the thing me, was, she even had it on when she came back. Yeah, she put it, it was, on, it getting was, on the plane, going to see these children, and then when she flew back. She still had that daggone jacket yeah, well, it was a very ill-fated so, thing. You know, I'm saying, like, her team ought to be called out because nobody somebody, spoke up and said that's not cool. Somebody made a Caucasian dry humor statement, and they thought it was funny, and they went along with it, and they used her as a guinea pig. It's just like when you watch boxing nowadays and you see some little matches. Watch one of these little uh, lightweight or middle-late boxing matches put on by uh, Oscar De La Hoya. They're advertising everything in that ring, everything from beer to rolling papers, and then the guys come out with the shorts on, and they're advertising stuff. All this advertisement, some people even got advertisement on their back in the tattoo sense. Yeah. It's just a mess. They're just advertising the world during these boxing matches on Showtime. It'll blow your mind. And see, this is the way she went out. She took her normal, sophisticated self and put on some more crazy-ass jacket with a bunch of crap writing on the back of it that makes sense on a fashion-conscious woman like herself. So they they did the okey-doke and, and fed her the crap, as usual. And sometimes I think she's just a victim of it. So Yeah, um, but she is a grown woman with a mind. Yeah, but God bless. You know, what made her think that this was a good idea? I'm giving her benefit of the doubt. I'm yeah, not. She's a nice lady. Okay. I, think that she's I never doctor. met her, so I she can't say that. She got okie doke by, by her troops. She okie doked herself. Okay. And she ought to fire everybody on her team nah, for not saying something like, maybe that's not a good idea to wear. Like an How about new, wear this nice black an jacket? new clothes thing? Yeah. Okay. You need that little kid that says, but he's naked. 
Yeah. And nobody spoke up, so I would have fired every last one of them. Yeah, that was the crazy yeah. She She usually dresses yeah. very elegant, and I'm really surprised she put a ghetto-ass jacket on that has some bullshit right on the back like somebody did it with a damn uh And such an inappropriate one. You picked and, the most inappropriate time. And how was that written on there? Was some white out or something? It looked like white paint, but it was printed that way. It's a jacket, some designer jacket. They said Zara had it or well, some company. I well, don't that know. lousy print, we can't even begin to advertise the jacket because that was a horrible print. Oh, but you the know people are buying crazy. it. You know how people are. Yeah, crazy. The same people. way they used to buy everything that Michelle Obama wore, they do the same thing with her. Okay. So anyway, we'll keep it moving. Keep it moving. Living for the city. What you got for us tonight? You know, what I want to talk about living for the city tonight, I want to talk about boycotting. I think that we need to get back into that if we can. But the sad part about boycotting is that blacks ain't always on the same page, you know. You could be sitting there where a, a uh, where Popeyes did you really wrong with something or another. But then you got other black folks that come along and, and say, well, I'm, uh, I like my Popeyes. I'm uh. Well, that's why, you know, when it came to the days of Martin Luther King and the Civil Rights Movement, Boycott does not come without organization. You don't just start boycotting something. You don't just come out and say, they gave me a bad burger, now I'm not going to use it. I don't suggest y'all use it. you got to organize, you know. Everything that has to do with civil rights struggling is organized. And always know, too, when it comes to the civil rights struggle, the things you're fighting for, in most cases, you won't witness the results of your fight during your generation. The results of the, of the fight is usually the next generation maybe take advantage of the fight of the the generation that came before them. So whatever you decide to do when you're fighting for any kind of rights or protesting or what have you, always know that your protesting is going to probably be realized from five to ten years later when the next generation comes along and people put it to rest. Just like the racism today, with all the intermingling we're doing today and all the merging of different things or what have you, I think race, racism is going to find its place in some respect. When the dinosaurs of the Ku Klux Klan and everything, when they half of them get too old or too stupid and they just grow in a sense where they're not even knowing what's going on anymore, things are going to phase itself out. We're talking maybe maybe 10 to 20 years, though, before the initiation comes about because the gentrification of neighborhoods and everything, the merging of people, the situations of who wants what and who wants to live where, it's going to get deep and it's going to unify the country because... People think you think you're building little white pockets, but you know, neighborhoods and things don't have to do it with color. It has to do with who got the money to buy it. And I think that's what developers don't realize when they're trying to shape things. You know, you look up in that same neighborhood that you gutted and put all those fabulous houses in there. You know, ten years later, you got all black people living there because, uh, or all Spanish people living in there because it didn't work out how you think it is. You know, and I think right now the brown stage of life is taking over. People of color is really starting to dominate the boards in every aspect. Everybody who's out there working hard for a living is doing well. You got to, I see different Spanish people or people of a Latino nature that have landscaping business, and these jokers is driving a brand new F-250, pulling a big caged uh, ensemble of a carrying unit with brand new rider motors and mowers and everything, and that landscape business is doing well. So, you know, they took the whole cutting grass as their heritages would have them do, and they've turned it into an empire completely. So you can't fault that. But getting back to the boycott aspect of things, you know, we when we are 
uh, oppress and depress about uh, unarmed men getting sh- shot and things like that. We just need to choose choose a store. You know, plan the neighborhood, get together with neighborhood meetings, and choose a store. Even if it's a, a Chinese one, one Chinese store, or or one little uh, 7-Eleven, you know, or anything. Choose it for a day or two. It ain't gotta be long. Cause one thing about a store, especially a store like a 7-Eleven, 24-hour store, these people need to make money all day in order to maintain their uh, the status they need to maintain to pay their bills. So we plan our work and work our plan and get together and say, okay, we'll go around in the neighborhood or somebody else's neighborhood or uh, mostly our neighborhood because we don't want to patronize the place and, and plan to boycott it. And this is why Martin Luther King, in most cases, was, was killed because when somebody has the power to tell a group of people what not to do like he did with the Montgomery bus strike and things of that nature or the bus boycott, you know, people don't like that. He almost shut that bus company down. Because those people actually got there and started walking. And they walked and they walked and they walked. And that bus company was making no money because the little, the little population of the Caucasian race that was riding those buses couldn't sustain the bills, the gas, the rubber tires, and everything it takes to maintain them big-ass buses. And they, that upset them people very much. So, therefore, when you look at the accumulation of what actually killed Dr. Martin Luther King, you have to look at all the things he did that was significant that almost took other people out of business, and they didn't say, wow. They didn't look up and say, wow, we need to do better. They hated that, and they passed it on to everybody else that hated him, whether it been George Wallace or J. Edgar Hoover or everybody else that had the power to to bring terrorists amongst ourselves. You know, we got nerds talking about a terrorist blowing up anything today. When we were our own terrorists back in the day with different people getting killed, John F. Kennedy, Robert Kennedy, Martin Luther King, these people were all killed in America by Americans and what have you. I'm not going to get deep on that, but just to get back to the whole boycott thing, when you got the power to tell people what not to do or you got the power to shut things down, people hate your damn guts. And this is one of the biggest things that aggravated Dr. Martin Luther King's demise is that he had the power. It's like in that Malcolm X movie when he went in there in that police station and freed that guy and he went out on the street and pointed his finger and everybody turned to the right and they marched away and that white man said, that nigga got too much power. Anyway, that's what for the city. Okay, now. So we need to organize. Organize. Don't boycott without organizing. You think if we organize that we can get the... And we can get a permit for DC? Well, you can get anything you want, but you got to go in serious. You can't be playing. It's not about, you got to get the right people together and do the right thing. Don't bring no idiots. Don't bring nobody into your foundation or your membership unless they're serious about your cause. No matter what it may be, whether you're selling apples, lemonade, whatever, it ain't got to be done really strong or serious. Anything you do in life, the group you got had to have work, good work ethic and stand power, and they got to be about their business. You know, or don't get them. Don't just bring in George and Ray Ray and your aunt and your little cousin Jimmy and who everybody else. Hey, my friends. Yeah, they're your friends, but they're full of shit and you don't need them. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh. Oh, all right, let's see what's going on in there. Since we're making yeah, everything okay. short and sweet, that's what I'm going to do tonight, make it short and sweet. Okay. What you got? All right. All right, an update on the Anthony Bourdain situation. They said no drugs were found in the system at time of death. 
uh, no narcotics in the system when he died. This according to the French investigators. Uh, as we reported, the beloved chef died by suicide earlier this month after he was found hanging in a hotel room in France. It was initially unclear if he had ingested any narcotics before his suicide. Um, but the New York Times says the French officials has ruled that out. So, um, so I guess we're not going to never find out what, what happened, you know, not sure. So we'll just have to keep following this story. Yeah, it's still sad. I haven't heard any more um, information about as far as his funeral, anything like that. Have you guys heard anything? I have not heard anything. Okay, no. unfortunate. Papa Didi said he hasn't heard anything. Okay, all right, we'll keep up on it. Um, Dollywood sued your water ride wrecked my spine. Oh, boy, they taking Dolly to court? Oh, my God. No. A fun fun family trip to the water park turned into a nightmare for a mother of two when her back got seriously jacked up on a ride, according to a new lawsuit. A husband and wife are suing Dolly Parton's famous theme park, Dollywood, claiming they took their two daughters on the River Wash, I'm sorry, River Rush water coaster at Dollywood Splash Country in um, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, last summer. And it ended with the wife suffering a compression fracture and other spinal injuries. The couple claims they followed the instructions of the theme park staff while getting on the water ride. But as their raft got to the top of its incline, something went wrong. So um, the wife was propelled off the seat, and she then fell down into a raft, striking her spine on the hard surface. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. So she claims she heard a pop, felt a burning sensation, and could not feel or move her legs at any end of the ride. The couple was suing Dollywood for more than $2 million for negligence and failure to properly warn of the dangers of the ride. Okay, huh? Dolly got to give up some some of that money she making. Oh well, okay. she gonna be working nine to five to pay that bill for sure. Um, Roseanne, ABC announces Connor's return. Bar is out financially. ABC just made it official. Um. It's giving the green light to a new Roseanne Barr free version of Roseanne and is coming back this fall. The network says the show's working title is The Connors and it will be in the Tuesday night slot, 8 p.m. We broke the story. Negotiations with Barr were the only holdup in the going forward with the show. ABC says Tom Werner, a production company, uh, reach a settlement with Barr and she'll have no financial or creative state in the new sitcom. All the other actors from the smash hit reboot are coming back. The show was um, TV's highest rated sitcom over three years after its premiere in March. And then they pulled the plug. We know the, why they pulled the plug. Um, the only remaining loose ends appear to be how Roseanne will be written out of the show something we asked former executive producer Whitney Cunnings. So, we shall see. What do you think, guys? You think they're going to kill her off or what? I say they could send her off to some kind of rehab situation and then she'll just never come home. 
You know, every episode could be, have you heard from her? Yeah, we got a letter. Or you know how they pretend to be on the phone with somebody, and they'll be like, right, oh, oh, right. it's your mom on the phone. Oh, okay. Right. Well, yeah, everybody's good. All right, love you. Bye. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, that's my Hollywood wrap-up, short and sweet. Mm-hmm. All righty. Thank you so much. Now we know what's up. To, we're up to date on what's happening right. in Hollywood. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, yep. you, you have the cocktail of the week for us tonight. I sure do. And guess what the name is? The name What's of the this name? cocktail is called the Last Word. Oh yeah, the Last Hercules, Word. Hercules. Where have I heard that before? Oh, yay, 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 yay. well, it's um equal parts of gin. It's called Ch- Chateauroux which is a French liqueur, a Martinio liqueur, and fresh lime juice. So it's three, four ounces of gin, three, four ounces of green chartreuse, three, four ounces of the Martinio liqueur, three, four ounces of lime juice, a twist of lime for garnish. So you're going to vigorously shake all ingredients together with ice, strain into a martini glass or a a coupe, and garnish with a lime twist. So that's called the last word, and it'll be on our website. Mm -hmm. Yay, yay. All right, man. The last word. That's what I'm talking about. I think if you start (laughs) drinking those, you will get the last word. For sure. Okay, well, that'll be on our website, so you guys can check it out. Right, on apajamaparty.com. Click on Cocktail of the Week. You can get that and other recipes, whatever suits your fancy. Okay. All right. Let's go to the kissing list. We're rushing the show, could run out of time here. The kissing list is everybody that uh, showed their ass last week. We're going to run down the list of names of people that uh, showed their butt hiney. And uh, design a song to go along with their actions. Uh, who we have on the kiss with us tonight? I've got that cop that shot the uh, young man up in Pittsburgh. His name is Michael uh, Rossfield. Yeah. Michael Rossfield shot the man in the back. Poor man. My goodness. Why would you do Kill that? Kill that young man. He was an what honor roll student. What made you think that you were be? Yeah. Uh, Jason Kessler. He's the guy that uh, got the permit for the. Uh, Unite the right rally. Like I said, uh, everybody has the right to do what they want to do, but I recommend that we just watch it on TV. And I say shut it down. Okay. <laughs> you ain't got to do that. Uh, your boy Trump, for uh, what was he doing? Oh, for parading all those people up on the stage who have lost uh, family members, he says, at the hands of uh, undocumented immigrants. And hugging that flag like he did. Oh yeah, I forgot I mean, about that. That was that was interesting. I thought he was gonna hug the flag. It no. was disgusting. That was yeah, image you project for people is just unbelievable. Just just be yourself. You really gotta do no antics. Like you, you're the president for God's sake. All you gotta do is stand there. It's like the boss of McDonald's. You know, He's being himself. That's the scary part. Uh, what's this here? Vasquez, the Uber driver, was watching TV when he hit that person. He laying back, not paying attention. Well, if you're in the car, you're in the car to watch things. At least watch the road. Exactly. Anyway, um, 
Trump was signing the executive order to undo something that he did. How deep was that? Yeah, that was crazy. Um, what's her name? How you pronounce her name? Melania, Melania Trump. Trump for wearing that crazy jacket with it writing on the back. Come on, girl. I thought she was making a hip-hop. Yeah, I even wear a jacket saying, I don't care, do you? Yeah. You want to see the kids and better she's very sophisticated. Yeah, very sophisticated. Yeah, that wasn't sophisticated. Can do the rest of us, yeah. Okay, also we have, uh, well, oh, Kirsten Nielsen, the Secretary of Homeland Security. <clears throat> yeah. Just being a jerk-off all the way around. Yeah, she's got, she got, she was on blast this week. She was trying to eat dinner with her, whoever. And yeah, ate, at a Mexican restaurant a Mexican of all restaurant, things. Yeah. And people Detained came in the there and, and picketed her. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders for just constantly trying to reinterpret the bull that Trump says. That's a rough job, boy. And uh, I got Lynn Liu, the lady that claims she drinks dog pee for, for health reasons. Put yeah. her on the kissing list. Uh, you got anybody else, Papa D? No, that's about it. Cabo, you have anybody? Nope, you touched everybody. All right. Well, we have a prize. For everybody who made it on the infamous Kiss It list, and here it is. My entire Yeah, that's the kiss of this. Welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bang, bang, bang. Uh-huh. All right. Put them all on the list. <laughs> that was the list. And that okay. was a song dedicated to them. Anyway, no harm, no foul. We're just getting it in. Uh, mm-hmm. Last word. Anybody got a last word they want to put out there? Me, me, me. My last word is, if you're going to wear a message on your clothing, let it be a message that you stand for and that you believe in. And if you don't, don't wear it. Don't wear, you know, sexy if you're not sexy. Don't wear, you know, screw you if you don't really feel like you want to tell everybody screw you. And what's that stuff people wear that word pink across their ass? Yeah, that's all that that Victoria's Secret stuff. That's their line. It's called pink. You know, I'm just saying, if you're going to advertise something and if it's a message. And half the asses that that word pink goes across aren't shapely asses. Well, you know, there you go. But I'm just saying, (laughs) when you put that stuff on and you put messages on, if you put a message on, you know, I love my kids, if you hate your kids, don't wear shirts that say I love my kids. Stop lying. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Message wear means it's a message. It's what you believe in. And if it's not what you believe in, then stop perpetrating a fraud. Okay. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Love you guys. Thanks for hanging with us. <laughs> Over to you, Papa. Me, myself, I want to send out condolences to my family. Uh, my cousin Stephen passed away. He was... Uh, 
handicapped from birth. Uh, he was 59 years old. He died from complications of his uh, of his paralysis uh, situation. He's always had, uh, as far as his legs and hips and everything, was always uh, deformed. Uh, he was my inspiration as far as um, when it comes to people of a handicapped nature, especially from birth, something you dealt with from the very beginning of your life. Uh, God bless you, Stephen, my first cousin, my father's brother's son. So he's my first cousin, carries my last name. God bless you, Stephen. Rest in peace, my brother. Amen. Over to you, Cattle. Well, I really didn't have too much to say, but I, I just want to say let's let's all have compassion for those kids that um, will finally get to see their um, parents again. And um, if you guys want to tell them the truth as far as what's going on with what you see, tell the truth. Like Papa said earlier, I mean, you, you have to worry about who's behind what. You know, hopefully that father is telling the truth. He's just not getting the story just to say something. Um, hopefully that is his daughter and he is uh, talking the right language and saying the, the, the right thing and not just for show or not just for money. So let's just see what's going to happen. Um, just have some compassion for those families. And uh, that's my last word. All right. Amen to that. Well, thanks for hanging out with us tonight on the Pajama Party Show. We do this every Friday night at 9 o'clock Eastern. Check us out online at apajamapartyshow. I'm sorry, apajamaparty.com. Is that right? Apajamaparty.com. And thanks to DC Homegrown, our parent company, for paying the bills, keeping the lights on, keeping us on the air. We appreciate you guys so much. We're out. Thanks for hanging with us, and uh, this is Red Wine saying bonsoir until next week. Say goodnight, Papa. Goodnight, everybody. Say goodnight, Kettle. Goodnight. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, goodnight. Yabiko. Shut up. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night.